Kia ora, 2101 is the text number, jessie at rnz.co.nz. Well, the clock was ticking on one of our country's most intimate and stark portrayals of mid-century women. Very few realised, though, that there was such urgency. Bread and Roses is the film I'm talking about. It's a film adaptation of the autobiography of pioneering activist Sonia Davies. And it lays bare the harsh societal conditions in New Zealand during World War II. Originally released in 1993 and marking 100 years of women's suffrage, it's back in cinemas in full 4K glory as part of the New Zealand International Film Festival. Turns out it was a bit of a small miracle. Its director, renowned filmmaker Dame Gaylene Preston, is with me in the studio. Dame Gaylene, hello. Kia ora, Jesse. Nice to see you. Yeah. Can you remind people or let people know who don't remember it first time around what Bread and Roses is all about? Well, Bread and Roses is based on the autobiography of Sonia Davies. Um, that's what her autobiography is called. And and uh, Bread and Roses is, takes a, a screen look at her early life and how she actually became the politician she was yeah yeah what appealed to you about the story well it has been pointed out recently by sue kedgley that sonia is rather like me (laughs) but (laughs) but actually like a bit of a battler won't take no for an answer that kind of thing but i think i i know what in 1985 86 uh I was attracted to as Sonia was reading her book on the radio, this yeah. very station. <laughs> I was thinking I'd made Mr. Wrong and I was thinking of the next project and I was thinking I'd make a television series about some women living during World War Two, having a gay old time sharing digs in Newtown. And then Sonia was reading a book on the radio and I thought, ah, I don't need to make it up. Oh, and great. so uh, there it was. I knew Sonia, so we got the rights. It was a bit hard to get her to agree to Graham Tetley uh, being the lead writer on the adaptation. Right. But once they met, they became firm friends for life. Because she felt if it was her story that perhaps she'd be the best person to do the adaptation. She thought a woman writer would be the best uh-huh, person. Yeah. And I thought a feminist writer was going to be important. Yeah. And I'd worked with Graham and I knew his capability. I mean, if you see the film, you can see part of the reason it hasn't dated is that his writing is as fresh as a daisy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, now we'll go back to the filming of that, but let's fast forward to 2023 or whenever it was, actually, that you first went to take a look at The Master. Tell Uh, us what happened. Well, the thing about The Master negative of Bread and Roses is that it's on standard 16. 16 16 millimetre film. 16 millimetre standard 16. Right. During the time we we were shooting it, in 1992, standard 16 was being... Uh, being eclipsed by Super 16. Uh-huh. Super 16 is for blow-up. We didn't need Super... We had trouble finding a camera that would, that could film it. So when Bread and Roses was released in cinema and then went on the tally, it 
was released out of the film festival. Mm. Screen three prints were made that screened through New Zealand, and then that was that. And the master negative never became a, a dupe negative. Right, because a lot of people will remember it as a TV play. They certainly will. Yeah. Uh, so then, the it was carefully rolled up, but the the it. it Master negatives have black leader in them. It's a bit technical, but anyway, the black leader surface had shed its surface huh. onto picture. So we had a very freckled bread and roses when it was unwound um, in 2012 yeah. to make a, a, a decent high-res um, telecine of it. So cut to now, and the Heritage Trust... Um, asked me to contribute my work to the trust, and I said, "I will, as long as um, Bread and Roses is digitised mm. and sound and picture." And the reason everybody's loving Bread and Roses is it doesn't just look beautiful; mm. it sounds fantastic, and that's often the thing that gives away old, old. Mm-hmm. Old films, you know, they've got a great picture. Yeah, they've got a great picture, but the soundtrack's very and <laughs> and and sort of limited. Yeah, yeah. If you would, if you had had a look at that master twelve months later, do you think you'd be able to have saved it? Oh, sure. Oh, oh, twelve months later from now. No, as in. From 2012. I know when you found it in 2012, it was already in pretty dicey condition. Like, in a way, it was kind of lucky that you took a look at it and thought, let's do something with this. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of work, screen work in New Zealand that's now under pressure. And it's not just on film. In fact, in a way, film is easier to get back from the, from the cliff face. Mm. But the video... Uh, a lot of television was shot on video. Like, we were a television series that actually shot on 16 mil. Yeah. Because Preston Lang was producing the work. It was an independent... It was one of the first independent series that New Zealand On Air funded uh-huh. with with TVNZ. And so it was always a bit of a dif- different fish, but... A lot of the work, like Country GP, and <laughs> all those great yeah. television programs, they were all shot on video, and they are not. They they are actually really endangered because once, once the video image is gone, it's actually gone. Uh. With a negative, it exists in reality, so you can get the isopropyl alcohol out and clean every frame. And the woman who did that in 2012 was at our screening oh. <laughs> in Wellington. Big job for her? Oh, she said it was one of the... the it, it was actually hair-raising how hard it was, but you can do it. Mm. But the video, you can't. But she she really enjoyed the screening on Saturday at the embassy. She came up to me. This is Lynn Reid. She came up to me and said... No sparkle. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, sparkle is what happens when um, when the wrong stuff gets gets left really? on the picture, so it just becomes freckled. Yeah, it 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 shows white. It yeah. it dances. Yeah. 
you know, you don't get sparkle anymore on films because they're all f- from a digital yeah. medium. I think this required some special equipment too. There was, uh, fortunately for us, in 2012, the National Unit, had, the lab had gone over to Park Road Post, owned by Peter Jackson, with the people who really cared about bread and roses in the first place. Mm. And they got cracking. And um, Sue Thompson, who was the CEO of Park Road, she'd also been involved. So the gear came over from Australia and you had to take three and a half hours of 16 mil negative that is sellotape. Well, it's not sellotape together, it's glued so that's got glue, so it has picture, glue, black spacer, picture. So you have an A, B, C roll. And they had to put that through a big washing machine <laughs> with brushes, and the brushes could brush a glued piece apart. It was wet gate cleaned. And Lynn had to sit and watch that machine go through that process for hours because if she took her eye off it for one millisecond and a a splice came unspliced, you'd lose a minute of film forever. Go, Lynn. And then there's a discrepancy between frames per second on TV and frames per second on film. Yeah, you know about all this. Very well, no, good. I've got excellent producers who have uh, provided <laughs> who me with notes. Yeah. So, you see, television is 25 frames in those days. So we delivered a 25-frame version with a stereo soundtrack. Um, when it, the film was on an um, optical track, so it's just a tiny little track on the side of the, the print. So... So when it came to to reconstituting the sound, which, you know, it's an audio-visual medium. It's not a visual audio medium. The the sound is the most important thing for me as a filmmaker. Mm. So what we had to do was take the 25-frame, the best sound that existed was the 25-frame version. But nowadays, you can make that 24. It's just a button. <laughs> and you don't have everybody talking funny, you know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but they stay sounding the same. Okay. So, And there's also some fantastic buttons that can be carefully managed out at Park Road. And with Mike Hedges, he's got a couple of Oscars. We've worked together for years. I'm so blessed to have these people still in the building. Gaylene, I could talk to you for hours. I don't have hours today, but, I, but I've got a couple of... Well, one thing I wanted to mention to you. We interviewed... Um, so let's get the details on how people can see this 4K version of Bread and Roses. How can they see it? They can see it in Christchurch and in Dunedin at the film festival um, next week in Christchurch and the week after that. Thank you. Two screenings in Christchurch, and, and it's also on tomorrow at the Waterfront. Waterfront Theatre, great. I just want to mention with the one minute we've got left, did you know that Quentin Tarantino loved your Mr. Wrong? <laughs> yeah. We interviewed him. It was one of the films that he mentioned. That's pretty special, eh? Yeah, I know. I, I think it's really great. And he, he um, I, I, think there's a, I think there's a little nod to Bread and Roses in the casting of Chloe Bell 
in the last western he made. Zoe Bell? She, Zoe Bell, yeah. yeah, where she turns up and goes, hi, in the middle of an American Love western, that. and she's such a Kiwi girl. Fantastic. Yeah. Will you come back again sometime? Sure. Please? Dame Galen Preston.